A political career like no other. When Thatcher was elected Member of Parliament, MP for Finchley, in 1959, not many powerful women politicians existed anywhere in the world. The Queen, as a head of state, was a notable exception, but she was also obviously not a political leader. Historically, women in politics had either been like Agrippina, who had tried to control the Roman Empire through sex, Lucretia Borgia, who effectuated the fall of dynasties and kingdoms, or Queen Elizabeth I, whose sexual magnetism nonetheless earned her the stigma of being barren. Other than Elizabeth I, none were leaders in their own right, confronted directly with the great issues of the day. Thatcher would have to invent her own political future and her identity. When Thatcher began her political career, she was still in her mid-twenties, running in 1950 and 1951 as a conservative in Dartford, a safely held seat for the Labour Party. Even then, she was noted primarily for the novelty she represented, both as the youngest and only female candidate in the race. During that time, she also married millionaire Dennis Thatcher, who helped support both her political career and legal career. A self-described honest-to-God right-winger, Dennis was also a valuable source of political support for his wife, who agreed with him on nearly every issue. After spending the middle half of the 1950s raising her young children and steering clear of politics, the adroit Margaret began her political career anew near the end of the decade, this time opting to run for the Finchley seat, a safe conservative seat in the House of Commons. After winning a bitterly contested campaign, M.P. Thatcher began a meteoric ascent, taking just two years to become Undersecretary at the Ministry of Pensions and National Insurance. She spent the 1960s becoming one of the most forceful spokesmen in her party. Edward Heath appointed Thatcher Secretary of State for Education and Science in his 1970 government for a handful of reasons. First, and possibly foremost, Heath appointed her partly to include, and thus to subdue, a potential rival, but the appointment was also made in part because her wing of the Tory party was strong and non-negotiable in demanding Thatcher's role in the cabinet. Moreover, the appointment could also be attributed to Thatcher's sheer competence and brilliance, which political rivals grudgingly admired. In 1975, Thatcher defeated Heath in the internal Tory party leadership election and became leader of the opposition, in the process becoming the first woman ever to lead a major political party in the United Kingdom. She became Prime Minister after winning the 1979 general election. How did this happen? Many members of the British electorate had become unhappy with the post-war statist consensus that, in the eyes of some, took free market autonomy and economic freedom away from the market and placed it with the state. Economic moderates favoured a pluralism of power repositories that neither Labour nor Mrs Thatcher's Tories exactly delivered. Nonetheless, what did seem to matter was that while Labour policies had been rejected, Mrs Thatcher's policies, or her leadership, had not been tried yet. The British public was longing for something new. Thatcher's vision of a society with greater economic aspirations for the next generation, along with her own immense charisma, won the day. Upon becoming Prime Minister, Margaret Thatcher introduced several political and economic initiatives to reverse what economists called stagflation, and in common political speak, 
what Thatcher and many others saw as the United Kingdom's precipitous decline. Her political and economic policies stressed deregulation and the truncating of red tape, particularly of the financial sector, increasing international competitiveness, free market supply-side economics, tax decreases, adaptable labor markets, the privatization of erstwhile state-owned commercial enterprises and other public industry, artificial adjusting of the money supply to reduce inflation, and diminishing both the hard power, legal authority, and soft power, influence, of trade unions. Even great politicians are subject to the times. Thatcher's popularity during her first several years in office decreased due to recession and high unemployment until economic recovery and the 1982 Falklands War returned support. 